and we're on. Woohoo! Woo-hoo. I forgot that we weren't here last week. There you are. You're Mike Four again. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> I'm your two to your four. Uh, or no, I'm your four to your two. I don't know. You pick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we weren't. Um, why weren't we? I decided to go to my alma mater. Oh, yes. So I didn't That's have... Right. I did have a show planned with Fake Your Own Death, but oh. then he was going to... Um, he had a work trip planned. So I thought, oh. I'm going to go to my alma mater and see Danny Glover. Oh. He's actually an alumni as well. Really? And he was speaking for... He was doing a speaking engagement for the 50th anniversary of the student <laughs> strike, which I guess is like the longest... I guess I forgot how long it was, but apparently it was the longest in like U.S. history compared to some of the other strikes that were going on in 1968, 1969. So that was pretty interesting, um, you know, to hear him speak. And then they had um, people who were actually teaching and involved in education now and some of the, you know, things that they're facing. Um, They had a panel of uh, Filipino Americans from, I think, San Leandro. Okay. From yeah, East Bay, sense. that area. Yeah. And um, they're just talking about how they're trying to include, you know, Filipino American history into their curriculum and how they were facing issues with that even now, like the, you know, things that were happening with um, people in their, you know, in their um, ethnic group, so to speak, I guess you would call it, and how it's just not included in everyday, you know, textbooks. Not, yeah. So, um, you know, some of it was interesting. I didn't st- stay for the whole thing like I wanted to because they went over the time, and I was yeah. like, oh, "It would be so cool to stay," but I was like, oh, "I better." I wanted to walk around yeah. and yeah. see the campus. I mean, everything's pretty much the same. Uh, I went to see um, KSFS. I don't know if you guys have heard of it, but that's how I started in radio back in the day. How was it? Was it open? It wasn't open, and I was afraid to like try and open the door because it's like one of those old school, like not a digital key code, but like a you have to press it in key yeah. code. So yeah. I was like, I do not want to be that person. Yeah, <laughs> that sets out an alarm. So I was like, well, it'd be cool if the building was actually open, and sure enough, it was because I'm sure there's you know teachers in there, students doing um, the theater. Uh, people are in there too. Um, my old uh, neighbor, she was a theater major. We lived next to each other in the dorms our first year, and we all we all hated it. I mean, we we met each other, so I guess that was the reason why we did it. But we all hated people that we lived with. Like there was always one girl. It was all like girls and one apartment and then guys in another one but we all like hated each other so it was cool it was kind of like high school part two yeah but I was I got emotional because I was like wow like this is a this was a small portion of my life and now it's like that's in the past but it's like you're kind of reliving it Mm -hmm. in that in that moment like seeing you know people who are your the age that you were back then and they're like oh god this sucks and you're like you're like i'm with you brother enjoy it but then the the weather was like everyone wearing masks and i'm like just just enjoy being 22 okay it's not gonna last last, right (laughs) that's how old i was the last time i saw you (laughs) just kidding god i was like 23 24 probably oh Oh, wow That's how long I've been doing this thing. <laughs> but anyways, should we, do you guys care if I read a new story? Or? No, go ahead. I just wanted to point out the um, 
situation with Southwest. They've been in the news a lot the past, you know, couple months, maybe years even. They've been having some issues. But I just got an email, and maybe you have as well, if you're a customer of American, Delta, Southwest, United, Continental Airlines, or U.S. Airways, and you flew on one of their airlines between July 1st, 2011, and June 14th, 2018, um, they have agreed to settle nationwide litigation by passengers who claim the four largest U.S. carriers, along with Continental, conspired to increase fares on domestic flights. Um, the settling defendants deny that they did anything wrong, of course, have asserted defenses to the claims and have settled to avoid the burden and expensive litigation. So if they do that, if they pay up front, does that mean that they're guilty or they just don't want to go through the, the process? Both. Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, hopefully you guys get the email. Um, if you want more information and to register to get additional um, notifications, you can go to domesticairclass.com. But these are like the kinds of emails that you want to get. Yeah. I've noticed. Give me money. <laughs> like I'll never forget um, three, I think it was like three and a half years ago, I was planning a trip to Portland and I was unemployed and I was questioning myself like is this a good idea yeah and then I think it was like the week before my trip I got a check from Macy's or Bank of America or whoever it was that settled a class action lawsuit for like 150 bucks and I said I guess I'm going <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was probably that's the a surplus of money right there because yeah. <laughs> I think I've only gotten a check for Chipotle um, and it was like four bucks. Yeah. So. <laughs> Could go either way. Yeah. <laughs> that can't take me to Portland, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> four bucks. Four better bucks. Than, better than nothing. It could buy me maybe a Starbucks coffee from. No, that's Seattle. Never mind. Um, oh, God. <laughs> um, I have uh, some music news. Uh, of course, I have to read about Dave Grohl because he's so awesome. Uncle Dave. Here's to save us all. He's probably like. He's our modern day Jesus, and in my looks opinion. Like him yeah, he does. <laughs> he's not dark enough, but he, you know, uh, somewhat. Well, he has the hair and the beard. Um, makeup on. Him. Yeah. <laughs> no. Put some foundation. Uh, Dave Grohl opens up about what he learned from Kurt Cobain's death uh, twenty-four years ago after Nirvana frontman passing. Grohl details how Kurt's suicide made him realize how much he wants to live. Uh, Dave Grohl's been honest about the ways he's uh, still rocking with the loss of his Nirvana bandmate, Kurt Cobain, 24 years ago. In a GQ cover story from May, the Foo Fighters frontman revealed that he still can't listen to his old band. Now, in a recent interview with PBS, he took a moment to discuss what he learned from Cobain's passing, quoting, when Kurt, when Kurt died... I remember the next day and thinking, I'll still get, I still get to live. And he says in the below clip, so I'm going to live every day like it's my last one. Even if it's the worst day, I'm going to try to appreciate it. He added empathetically, and I still feel that way. I never want to die. I honestly feel like if it, I get to do this, I've got these beautiful kids. I'm all good. That's how I feel. It's a lovely moment in the interview. One that resonates with girl even uh, before girl even speaks. Um, the paw that falls over his face when the interviewer mentions Cobain is enough to break his, your heart. You can watch it below. And this is, again, out of uh, Consequence of Sound. The Survivor member, members of Nirvana reunited last month at Foo Fighters Cal Jam over the weekend. Girl fired up his smoker to serve up some barbecue to the California firefighters taking on the Woolsey Fire. And that's why he's Jesus. Woohoo! <laughs> 
apparently Guy Fieri was also a peer. Fieri. Fieri. <laughs> He's so Fieri. I'm just joking. I don't know how you pronounce it. Had one of his, apparently they sell his, I mean, most of his restaurants I think are in New York and yeah. Vegas, but they had some of his stuff at Burbank Airport. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, yeah. So good. We saw, didn't we see his restaurant uh, in New York? I think it was New but York. But we went to see, uh, we went to Broadway to see a play. Um, we saw Matilda. It was and, so good. Yeah, and we saw his restaurant and we were just like, we we're just like, if we eat there, we're going to get a heart attack. Because <laughs> it just smelled so like greasy. Like it smells so, so like American. like burgers, but it's just like so like, I don't know. I just, I felt dirty after walking through there. And I mean, I seen a show and I see the shit he eats and yeah. he does not give a damn. Like no. he'll put butter upon like oil upon grease upon lard. I don't know. I remember watching it. I don't know if it was with you at Riverbed. Uh, during lunchtime. Guy Fieri? Yeah. That show. Oh, yeah. Diners and... Oh, yeah. I forgot the name. Diners and something. Diners and something. Dives. <laughs> dives. Yeah. Drive yes. Wait. Drive-ins, yeah, drive drive and dives. There you go. We're missing... Right. <laughs> All three of us Perfect figured it out. recipe for a heart attack, Wait, guys. can you switch mics? I don't know if I can hear you. Okay. There we go. Here we go. Yeah. I don't know what's up it's with that hello. one. Sorry. Hello, America. It didn't yeah. survive in the past eight years. <laughs> It's probably disconnected somewhere. Oh, okay. That's no, true. That's there fine. are a lot, a lot of wires going every yeah. which way. <laughs> yeah. I remember, I remember that really vividly because I was like, I don't know if I ever want to eat there. But now, I don't know. Maybe, maybe just. Maybe there's something. Maybe else. share with eight people and it won't oh, be there as you bad. It's <laughs> like mini, mini plates. Yes. <laughs> of goodness. Um, let's see. So Muse has a new album, and they're going to be playing at Oracle Arena, I think, in March. So that should be exciting. Um, They score their sixth number one album with Simulation Theory. Uh, Muse have shot straight to number one. Uh, The Tainmouth Trio won a week-long battle with Ali Murs to claim the top spot. Six of Muse's eight studio albums have now gone to number one in the UK, according to the official charts company. In a four-star review, Enemy described the record as a retreat from the real world and into a Tron-style pastiche of their own adolescence. Shit. (laughs) Produced by Rich Costi, Mike Elizondo, Shellback, and Timbaland. Didn't know you was involved. Mm. Simulation Theory was released earlier this month. The number one victory coincides with the sale of tickets for their 2019 UK and Europe stadium tour, which includes two huge shows in London and Manchester. And this is from theenemy.com. But they are going to be here in March, so get your tickets now. Nah. You already (laughs) seen them, though, right? Yeah, I have seen them, actually. I saw them at Outside Lands. I'm actually wearing my Outside Lands shirt today. I decided it was a good day. Yeah, I don't know what year this is. This is uh, probably 2015. Cool. No, 2012. I remember now. (laughs) This was the second year I saw, I went to Outside Lands and I, um, yeah, I remember now. I have pictures. That's how I remember. Mm -hmm. Probably never again, right? I don't know. I honestly feel like last, remember last time we went? Yeah. I felt so old. <laughs> really? yeah. Apparently I was, cause I was moshing to third eye blind and then I happened to do that again this year. I'm uh-huh. like, but everybody here is my age. So they yeah. remember yeah. when third eye blind was like, yeah, most, like, yeah. most kids weren't doing that. <laughs> like, <with> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They were just kind of like, what is this? Kid? What did that they, one yeah, guy he's said? Like, oh, she's, she's on drugs. On drugs. Yeah. Like, oh my God. Like, 
Yeah. Come on. Yeah, yeah right. Because they were there to see. Who were they there to see? Um, I, don't I can't know. remember that name. Not Chance the Rapper, the other band. They're like an indie band that I can't even think of. I don't know. Yeah, whoever it was, they were like new and hip. And oh, like, <laughs> yeah. I just want to be 12 again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I lost my goddamn mine when Radiohead went on and that's yeah. the only thing that made it worth it oh, yeah. it's like yeah yep. I'm just like I, I don't even there. care that I paid $400 to be here <laughs> like, it's fine <laughs> I, I'm like 10 feet away from Tom York it's fine yes. everything awesome. is good um, yeah everything makes sense everything's in its right place um, it was totally <laughs> it was totally oh worth gosh, it <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, but yeah after that I was like that was a good way to end because I've been going since 2011. Yes, and that's true. from 2011 to 2016. That's pretty good. That's a pretty good run. So I'm just like my five year anniversary overview. Good, yeah. I um, knew somebody who used to work for Rosamund Sausage. Oh, cool. And they're in Oakland and here. And mm-hmm. he was like, "Oh, if you volunteer, like, you'll, I'll get you in to Sunday because I really wanted oh. to see the Who. Mm-hmm. They were the headliner on Sunday last year, 2017. So I was like, well, I think it would be worth it. And it was definitely worth it. <laughs> I saw Lord, who didn't really do it for me, but I'm not really like a fan of hers. Or, but I mean, I thought she was a good performer. But then sticking around for the who was definitely worth it cool yeah that was memorable yeah that was like a me when i stuck around in like in my same spot and to try to get closer to, to see paul mccartney uh, oh yeah but then right before them and i'm sorry if anybody is like a fan of them but bef- right before them it was a national mm-hmm. and I hated it. Like it was so. I've heard of them before. Like I heard a few songs. I was like, oh, this is okay. But then when I actually saw them perform, I was like, this is so boring. And I was like, almost tempted to just like leave. But I was like, I have to stick it out because I'm so close to like the front. So I did, but I almost died. Anyway, I survived. (laughs) And they've gotten. I feel like the national has gotten more popular, right? Since Uh, I guess I I didn't really. Every time they come in, I don't know. Every time they come into my live stream for like Spotify or whatever, yeah. it's just like, no, never play this like again. Skip. Like, skip. And it's funny because I don't even know who they are. And I'm like, what is this shit? And then I'll be like, nope, 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 never again. Well, we can give them their props for marketing and that's it. Yeah. And then move on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but they're so boring. Not it. Yeah. But um, yeah, I guess January or early next year is when they start announcing the lineups for next year. Yeah, which mm. isn't too far away. No, it's not. Oh. But eh, who cares? <laughs> That's like early, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. I think wow. they. Yeah, and then they sell tickets pretty late. I mean, Outerlands does. It's like March. July. Oh, really? Well, they oh. sell early bird tickets oh, in March. Yeah. If you want to go, like, but then if you days. just want, you're like, yeah, if you just want to go like on a Saturday, which is mm. probably the best day. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, you have to wait till like July or whatever. And it's like. It's like, is it even worth it at this point? Yeah. <laughs> That's when you know the lineup, at least. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. I've been getting some notifications for um, some bands that I wanted to see this year, but didn't get a chance to see. So hopefully I'll make up for it next year. Um, but yeah, we'll see what happens with the, the festivals uh, next year. 
All right. Well, Dave Hahn is here from Astral. It's been uh, about eight years. Yeah, just you know, a hot minute. <laughs> so I good mean, to eight see you. Years. I know it's it's that's pretty crazy, but yeah, but nice. true. Does and, it look uh, different in here? You know, weirdly, kind of not. But no. it's good. Right. No, that's good. No, I was really, it was really nostalgic to come in here. Um, you know, it's just like, wow, I am really impressed that this is still here and really thankful. Yeah. And we I are think too. that's something that, yeah, seriously, <laughs> that is like, like hella kudos like in this day and time <laughs> yeah. in this city, right? Yeah. We, it's so, been a ride. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's been a puppy ride. <laughs> Hang on for dear life. <laughs> So what have you been up to and what inspired you to get the band back together? Yeah, so, okay, so it's been a long journey. Um, I I guess like eight years, geez. Okay, so that was roughly 2010, right? Mm -hmm. So I think at that time I was uh, working uh, with a band called Foreign Cinema. That's right. Yeah, and that was sort of, um, you know, it was sort of a departure from Astral, so... Um, you know, Astral, you know, I started that band like ages ago and, um, that was really kind of, uh, in, in sort of artistically speaking, like it was sort of my, um, my goal was to sort of bring elements of like sort of shoegaze from the nineties to like post-punk stuff from like the early eighties or Joy Division-ish era yes. post-punk, right? Mm-hmm. So, um... Foreign cinema was really kind of my my push into a different creative direction. So um, I was like super into like trip hop and um, like Portishead and Massive Attack were like constantly <laughs> on my turntable and they're coming. Yes, I know. Yeah, and I'm super stoked about that because um, Elizabeth Fraser will be uh, touring with them, oh. and that hasn't happened since that album came out which yeah. was some time ago um but yeah Forward super time. thrilled about that love those songs love that album it's just beautiful so i highly recommend it if you guys you know didn't catch them back in the day i didn't catch them back in the yeah. day yeah Check it but um yeah i've seen them a few times and they were fantastic but to see them you know doing that album that just pinnacle album for them was just uh should be amazing so i'm super thrilled about that show um but yeah, getting back to foreign cinema, that was sort of my, uh, I guess, sort of an influence for me is really bringing elements of like that heavy, um, the sort of heavy trip hop beat element or, you know, rhythmic element mm-hmm. with some electronics, which I hadn't really done before. Um, previously, it was always just live drums, bass and guitar and just really kind of raw and heavy. But um, <clears throat> but yeah, foreign cinema was a little bit uh, of a departure from that and going into like sort of an electronic um, realm, which is which is sort of new for me, but mm-hmm. um, really satisfying though. Like yeah. I really enjoyed that. I'm really proud of the songs that came out of that band. Um, I worked with really great people. I had an awesome bass player, awesome keyboardist and multi-instrumentalist um, and uh, got to record um, a full-length album on tape so this is like a fully analog recording which is one of my sort of bucket dreams you know sort of bucket list dreams right Mm -hmm. so 
and and I'm sure a lot of musicians might be like thinking the same thing. Like it'd be awesome to like record to tape and then like press that on vinyl and just go analog all the way. And and I got to do that with that project. So Woo-hoo. yeah, super super excited and, and satisfied with how that came out. And um, I actually brought a copy for you oh, because no. yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> Lucky um, me. Yeah. So um, so yeah, there was foreign cinema that went on for a few years, um, and then we uh, sort of. Uh, ended that project at that time mm-hmm. um and then um i was doing some solo work under the the moniker venus beltran oh, okay. um so i did that for a little while and then um all the while actually i was kind of doing some astral stuff so i've always kind of had that as like a, a thread that that's always been going on mm-hmm. so and and a lot of times that's really just it kind of comes from you know, scraps of paper that I notes on that like, oh, it'd be great if I did this. So it was an outlet for me to really just kind of do what I just sort of continue what I had been doing. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't really have to end that band in a way. Um, uh, I just sort of take a took sort of a hiatus, I guess. Yeah. But kept recording songs and um, uh, doing a few shows here and there, but um, had not been like doing as many shows as I had before. So the activity was like a bit lower. Um, yeah. There's so. been a lot of great shows in the past couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what would be your highlight for 2018? 2018. Okay. So, so coming to the more recent things that I've been doing. So <laughs> I had also, um, I'm also working with a band called uh, Stellacum. Which uh, started out as just like a duo. So uh, Rob Hansen, he's a bass player and sort of multi-instrumentalist, keyboardist, you know, programmer sort of. Uh, oh wow! Yeah, Jack he's, of he's all amazing. <laughs> right, and great recording engineer. So he actually did uh, a lot of the recordings, or well, I think almost all the recordings. Yeah, but we had done those together, mm-hmm. and um, it was really sort of informal for a while. We had been just sort of doing it casually for a few years. And then started doing a few shows. So that's actually kind of what I've been doing lately. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as Astro goes, I do have a new Astro release. So it's an EP. It's a six-song EP. Mm-hmm. And that's really sort of a collection um, of songs that I had recorded or written and recorded that sort of connect from the last album, which did come out a while ago. <laughs> I guess it was 2010, wasn't it? Oh, geez. Okay. Um, yeah, but there were a lot of... Um, you know, a lot of ideas I had that I wanted to record and, and release eventually. So these are sort of the back pocket things that I've mm-hmm. wanted to keep going. Um, mm-hmm. I've also done, uh, participated in a few uh, compilations that um, were put on by uh, this guy who runs a blog in Brazil called yeah. The Blog That Celebrates Itself. <laughs> and so, yeah, it's it's actually sort of a pull on, on the scene that celebrates itself, you know, obviously from, from the early 90s in, in the UK. But... Um, <laughs> His taste in music is is spot on, and his his compilations are amazing, actually. So a lot of people um, globally actually participate. Oh, um, yeah, it's definitely worth checking out because you'll see some familiar bands that you'll be like, oh hey, I totally know them, I know them, and yeah, yeah, yeah. So and then a lot it's like of... years or decades later, you're like, oh my gosh, I've yeah. Had that, I've had that at Spotify actually, where I'm like, uh-huh. oh my god, I always wondered like who sang that or yeah, yeah, what that was all about. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so he has a lot of really great uh, compilations that he puts out, and I think it's still monthly. Okay. Um, and there's different themes. So it might be 
um, a tribute to a specific band. Like the latest one I did was like a, a tribute to Love and Rockets, and um, did a cover of No New Tale to Tell, mm-hmm. uh, which is actually one of my old favorites from ages ago. But um, and then sometimes the themes will be like I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Other themes that are not necessarily band tribute related, you know? Uh, okay. It could be like, I don't know, sad songs or yeah. happy songs. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm just kind Different of I'm hand waving yeah. with that. But, but there are, yeah, exactly, right? Super Something dark, minimal random. songs. Yeah. Songs that you will definitely hate. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but um, no, but it's great. I mean, it's a good collection. The, the recordings are like really good quality. I mean, there's a lot of great bands out there that have not necessarily been heard of so it's a really great sort of way to kind of hear about bands that like hey wow that's actually kind of good and i'd never known about them so um it's it's a cool resource to kind of to dig into awesome yeah there's a lot of good stuff out there on the internets yeah there's a lot out there and it's just like how do people discover it is it is it just the Mm, random draw of the click I think it I don't is. Know. I yeah. think for a while Perhaps. you just kind of stop discovering, right? You just stick to your old faithfuls, yeah. and that's kind of like the rut that you don't want to get into because then it's like, oh, I'm yeah. old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, it, but a lot of people do that, yeah. and or or you know, or they'll go back in time, like yeah. discover stuff that like, oh, well, this band that I like from the '90s really like this band from the '80s, and that yeah. band like this band from the '70s. Oh yeah, definitely. And then you discover this whole like world of like you know, bands in the past that like, you know, you're like, wow, that was actually pretty good. And no wonder why this band is totally influenced by this band or, Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I, I just think it's really cool to like kind of discover things, you know, backwards and forwards, you know, chronologically. (laughs) Yeah. I have something that's itching at me. Is that an original iPhone? Oh my gosh, it's a 4G. It's old. Oh, I used old. to have that phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How funny it is. <laughs> so funny that you notice that. I know. Yeah, right. And it still works. Yeah. Good for you. I know. Weird, right? That like, is incredible. Wait, no, it is. It still works. Wait, it still works. How? Yeah. My like five was yeah, like dying. Look, watch. Beep. What? Yeah, it's a little slow. Yeah, it took a second for it to yeah, turn on. Yeah, it did. <laughs> it's all eight six four eight p.m. Yeah, six years ago. Was it really? I guess it was. But I was, I should have gotten the five, yeah. but at the time I was like, well, this is all I can afford. Yeah. Total, sh- I don't want to jinx you, but it was a total <laughs> yeah. shit show with that phone. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe yeah. you just got the like only good one or something. Yeah, yeah. right. It slipped past the, the quality folks. They're it's like. so hmm. sleek and futuristic. I was like, there's a new fucking iPhone that we don't even know about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because they've been getting. It came f- from the past. Yeah. <laughs> no. I'm forgetting they're getting like bigger and bigger. I can't get the. Yeah. The big one, because I sometimes stick it in my yeah, like the mini iPad pocket. phone yeah. thing, <laughs> and it just slips out of your back pocket and falls on the floor, and you're like, "Fuck, oh, totally. that's my one grand," you know, down the toilet. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Do right. you guys have that issue where you? I've never like broken my screen. I've never you, have either. How no, do people do either. that? Do they just go? I think people like who are like yeah. heavily under the influence just kind of like yeah, because yeah. you you've had that happen. Or if they find a sharp corner phone, right? and they just you know, yeah, no, not with they're like phone. oh ah, yeah, let's do this. Yeah. Oh, it broke. The three G no, went through some know. shit. I put I oh, dropped it? it in the toilet. Yeah, oh, I think that's the phone she's thinking. Wow. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the, one, the infamous yeah. one that survived the toilet. Ten years ago. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and you know, the toilet thing is so common. 
Yeah. It's super it common. Is. If it's ever fallen into a body of water, yeah. it's typically the toilet. Yeah. And it's because you're sitting on the can going, whoa. It's yeah. like, what the heck? I was just going to text you. <laughs> Don't flush people on the yeah. San Francisco. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. I think that's when I decided I've been Apple customer for life. <laughs> Yeah. Thanks, Steve. <laughs> um, yeah, I just was like, yeah, I just, I just heard this story like literally the other day about this guy who had like a newish iPhone, right? And he went kayaking in the bay. Oh, shit. and you know, he I went really kayaking. don't like this. I know. <laughs> <laughs> story. Yeah. He went kayaking. I guess he had his phone on him. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Smart. Yeah, okay. yeah, don't bring your phone yeah. kayaking. You're like, I gotta take this call. Hold on a minute. <laughs> no, but um, he had his phone with him. Yeah. And then he went kayaking, finished up kayaking, um, met up with his friends or family or something, went to go have dinner later that evening. Mm-hmm. I know it was like, maybe it was like in the afternoon. It was like a lunch or something. Yeah. Had lunch. Yeah. During his lunch, he was like, where's my phone? Oh, no. God. And then, oh, no. you know what I mean? He's like, yeah. where's my phone, right? So he didn't know where it was. He was like, oh, shit, I got to retrace my steps. So he's like trying to retrace his steps. And he's like, you know, it's, it could have fallen in the water. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, if it fell in the bay, yeah. you know, you're kind of screwed. You're like, fucked. how are you going to yeah. find that, right? So the guy somehow luckily retraced his steps, went back to the shore, waded through the, the water until he was like probably like waist high. He said that his foot felt it. He Grabbed down, grabbed the phone, and this is a couple hours later. <laughs> threw in a bag of rice, as they say. Yeah. Right? And then I think the next day, it worked again. Goddamn miracle. Yeah, right? See, he has one, he has a phone like yours. It's like, <laughs> survived. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, that's that's remarkable, right? That is I mean, insane. It is. And yeah. it's also just like, like you said, like who takes their phone kayaking? But yeah. at the same time, if you didn't take your phone to kayak, like the did it even happen? Like, right. you couldn't take a selfie. Like, did it even happen? Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. It never happened. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Pixar didn't happen. What kayak? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so you have a show coming up on November yes. 21st? Yes, that's right. November 21st at the Milk Bar. So that's this coming Wednesday. Oh, yeah. I miss I, it there. Yeah. It's, and it's, it's one of the surviving venues. I mean, sadly, like, Hemlock just closed down recently. Yeah. yeah. I think isn't elbow room sort of slated for yes closure? end of the year yeah. so we have a few more weeks yeah <laughs> Four that's weeks a left. bummer because both of those venues were awesome and yeah. obviously like you know Cafe du Nord's been through some oh, weird yeah. moments they're right? back yeah. yeah I guess <laughs> yeah. Johnny, the uptown is back the uptown is back yeah. oh is it really yeah mm-hmm. okay cool what cool. else is I mean uh, they're resurrecting yeah. a few but good knows for yeah. how long you know right. August Hall is really good I've heard that I haven't been there be yet the, like the, Ruby yeah. Sky Ruby or Sky yeah <laughs> <laughs> Ruby Y yeah. oh. but it's it's amazing now so I'm okay. like that was, yeah, that was they have really good, good shows. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I heard Johnny Marr played there like yes. a year ago. I was there. Yeah. Oh, were you? Yeah, it was good. yeah. Yeah. Everybody raved about that and said it was a great show, great venue, and it was. I saw him awesome. again too. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> right You're on. kind of a groupie. <laughs> he was in Berkeley. <laughs> oh, cool. Right on. Oh, that's right. Uh, the yeah. UC Theater. So that's an that's old right. school um, movie yeah. theater. They converted to a venue. Okay. I saw okay, Green Day cool. there too. Okay. So that was like the highlight wow. of my life. <laughs> but yeah, that's another good one. Not in San, Fr- San yeah. Fran, but 
um, yeah. the Masonic. They closed for a while and then reopened it like a couple of years ago. Oh, okay. And that one's yeah. been pretty good. They've yeah. had some good ones there. I like yeah. Masonic. Um, I did go to the Fillmore recently. I saw the B-52s. Oh, cool. Right on. That, that was, was that Halloween show, right? Halloween. Cool. And the Day of the Dead. Oh, I went awesome. to that one. They had two shows. So I think one was Halloween and the other one was Day of the Dead. Oh, cool. Oh, the day after. Yeah. Awesome. It's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited to do this show at the Milk Bar. Right. Um, we So this is for Stellacum. Um, it'll be Rob and I. And uh, our most recent show was a couple months ago up in Portland. Oh, nice. And we played this place called the Lovecraft Bar. Oh, neat. Have you, have you heard I of it? don't remember it, unfortunately. Okay. I highly recommend it if you're in Portland. It's, what area is it? It's, um, oh gosh. If I can remember. Yeah, it's, you know, that cool area. No. Mississippi. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, uh, it's like southeast some numbered street okay <laughs> okay what strip bar is by there <laughs> you know what that There's would be Powell the way Boulevard. to identify yeah. it do you remember I that Powell any... street Powell Boulevard and yeah. I remember Powell it because I live near Powell street Powell, oh. Powell books mm-hmm. is near the Pearl district I think oh but okay the, the I remember taking the bus from this festival that I went to because where mm-hmm. I was staying my Airbnb was near the airport okay, so I literally okay. had to go across town but the yeah. bus went along Powell Boulevard or Powell Street it was all strip clubs bars I and A&W yeah I heard they have like it was a insane. ton of strip bars like that yeah. was perfect. Yeah. but I didn't notice anything when I was there you didn't Aww. no take Powell Boulevard <laughs> not that I was looking but yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I was I, was, In case you I only heard that. about it after I'm like I didn't see any of that like, I didn't believe about? it either till I went to yeah. that area yeah. Yeah, it has the most uh, strip clubs and the most uh, bookstores by per capita okay. in the world. Yeah. They definitely had a bunch of like random stores that I was like, how do you guys even survive here? Well, that's the whole thing about <laughs> like, Portlandia, right? Like, yeah, like, totally. <laughs> totally ripping like, I found that. a few books. Let's open a store. Yeah. <laughs> the feminist yeah. bookstore. Yeah, yeah. Oh God, I missed that show. The feminist anarchist bookstore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I made it a point not to watch the show till after I had mm-hmm. went there. And then I was like, <laughs> okay. oh, I can I relate. Get it. Uh-huh. I get what they're yeah. talking about. Yeah. But a lot yeah. of it, I think we can relate to here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of it's similar. Oh, totally. That's one of the things that people say when they come out of town and they visit San Francisco it's like wow you guys have a lot of bookstores and I'm like really? Can we mm-hmm. have more? <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're popping especially in Valencia Valencia's like all yeah. bookstores yeah. now a lot yeah. of bookstores there yep. yeah I feel like that's kind of been dwindling too maybe not as much as music but I don't feel like there's enough bookstores yeah I think we need no more. I agree no Less I love Amazon. the days of bookstores and, and record stores yeah so yeah hopefully they'll make a comeback too definitely definitely yeah so portland was awesome mm-hmm. yeah um, that was the last show that that rob and i did um and that went off really well actually it was really fun uh people came from all over like oh. the, yeah it was weird we're like wait they're like oh we're from austin we're visiting from austin texas i'm like what uh, was it like in um, spring or something it was yeah 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 yeah, i think it was it was actually no it was actually early summer summer early summer late Mm. spring it's a good Uh, the weather when i was there was like 90 oh july oh yeah and i was i was here around that time maybe that maybe that was it in july (laughs) it was hot i was was like like, it was warmer than san francisco 
I totally remember that. I was wearing black. Yeah, as, as we were as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> small world. You guys are used to the summer or not. Yes. You know? Yeah. Because you yeah. think as you go south, okay, it's going to get warmer. As yeah. you go north, it's going to yeah. get chilly. Yeah. Not this is an anomaly. Totally. Not so were you guys touring or how come you guys ended up in Portland? Um, it was, that show is actually like a, a recommendation from one of these, uh, one of those, like this LA band that, uh, played with us up here in San Francisco a few months earlier who are also like really awesome um and I'll, I'll give a plug for them too so uh, <laughs> lucky lucky and love so it's lucky plus love so lucky oh, plus love lucky, lucky and love and a band called Tangents and uh we did a show together at the Hemlock rest in peace <laughs> um but it was an awesome show I mean both of those bands are phenomenal mm. actually and they're mm-hmm. sort of uh, Lucky and Love is a little more electro clash ish, mm-hmm. um, and they like they don't just walk up there with laptops. They literally <laughs> bring it like every little keyboard analog piece they have, oh, and neat. it's oh, just cool. it, they put a lot of work into their into doing their show. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. So kudos to them. Um, have you heard of Kintron? Kind you know, of sounds that like sounds that. super familiar. Yeah. Very, I think I just heard that recently. He's from New Orleans, yeah. and he's been like I saw him like back in the day, like okay. when I went to see the Cramps. They opened for the Cramps oh, like wow. years ago, but okay. now they make an appearance every year at the Burger Boogaloo. Oh, okay. and he looks Fair totally enough. different now, but it's very like campy. And then he has a girl who's like the mm-hmm. the singer, and then she does like a puppet show. It's mm-hmm. like insane mm-hmm. uh, but, <laughs> but yeah you what you just described reminded me of him i was like oh i wonder if they uh-huh. know each other or something. cool cool kintron yeah his name. nice yeah. interesting um yeah oh yeah so tangents sorry sorry i digress no t- uh yeah so tangents also played they're sort of a newish band but they're amazing mm-hmm. it's a guy and a girl um duo mm-hmm. um but it's sort of uh sort of shoegaze but kind of electronic and dark um but it, it's really good stuff actually so i, I highly recommend it cool very nice. yeah and um do you have a website for anybody who might want to listen to your stuff or? for for my stuff yeah um yeah so i like lately i think a lot of bands have been using Bandcamp. yeah so um it's I a great just place bought to just... my first oh did you album i bought what's her name cool. anorecto oh yeah, yeah, yeah. because mm-hmm. i listened to it so damn much i'm like they're like asia cough it up and yeah said, fine uh-huh. but there's like you're saying a lot of bands that we yeah to yeah it's like it's set up really well mm-hmm. i mean it's just kind of easy to use it's like not too cluttered up and you know it's just uh accessible you can you can hear full songs mm-hmm. and it's not really there's no obligatory thing yeah tagged to it so it's 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 really convenient in that sense so what um yeah but our our page is uh stellacum sf so st E I L A C O O M S F. I remember because I follow yep. you on Instagram. I don't know if oh, I cool. follow you on yeah. Facebook. Yeah, we've got an Instagram that. page as well. Um, yeah, uh, uh, dot dot bandcamp dot com. Dot bandcamp. <laughs> so uh, yeah, we've got like a new CD that um, we are about to release. You have a sneak peek copy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we released a seven-inch single. Uh, I guess it was last year. Um, so it was just a, a one-off vinyl seven-inch single, um, and that actually got some some ears on it. So um, yeah, we sold a bunch in Europe. 
apparently. Awesome. Yeah, a lot of folks in Germany and France. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So eventually, like, we'd love to play there. You should, yeah. Yeah. I'll be your marketing PR person. (laughs) (laughs) Do really well over there. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't been to, well, I haven't been to Germany proper. France, I could probably Mm -hmm. figure it out, but... Mm -hmm. I feel like people in Germany would be nicer. That's my perception. But mm-hmm. then I'd have to go there and get back to you on that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I've never been to Berlin, but I've been to a bunch of cities in Germany. Yeah. Did and everybody's go... actually pretty cool. I mean, Did you go really to nice. Bavaria? The mountains? No. Is that the mountain area? Yeah. Oh, yep. I'd like to go there one day. Yeah. Um, that would you be went cool. to Dusseldorf? No. I spent time in like Munich, Munich. Uh, Frankfurt. Frankfurt. I've been to Hanover. Um, where else? The pretzels, right? That's right. Oh, <laughs> those are so good. Yeah, that's the one thing that they do really well is German food, right? Yeah. Like pretzels, Worst. bread. Yeah, obviously the Everything sausages works. and beer. Yeah, and that's right. Yeah, yeah. German beer. Yeah, yeah, it's super good there. Um, yeah. We need to plan so, a trip there. Yeah, I definitely. pour. Tour, that's right yeah, <laughs> yeah. so I, yeah I've, I've always wanted to go to berlin and i I've, I've been told that it's just an awesome place to go and just it's just full of like life and art and music and just amazing they have some i've seen some interesting things i want to say i saw it on parts parts unknown maybe when he went there mm-hmm. when anthony bourdain went there but then maybe not maybe it was another show they were doing like the you know, like the Folsom Street Fair where they like find themselves. Oh, BDSM. Oh, really? BDSM. <laughs> they have a BDSM thing. Yeah, I forgot. I think it was on CNN. Oh, you know what it was? It was uh, Christiane Amanpour. Okay. She had the series for like sex in different countries. So she went to Germany. She went mm-hmm. to India. She went to, I think she went to UK. And I think she was okay. here too. And just, you know, how different cultures, you know, view relationships and how they get mm-hmm. pleasure and stuff like that it was really interesting mm-hmm. but i remember berlin was one of them i was like oh that's interesting <laughs> i do that here in some friends uh-huh. <laughs> it's a small yeah. world right who knew bdsm was popular other places yeah gotta learn it from you know where it started i guess <laughs> everything started there right. and then slowly trickled in here should yeah. we listen to um a past song or did you want yeah, to play yeah yeah so there? i brought like a bunch of stuff i don't do you have like we um, have a cd player cd player turntable yeah. we have the original one which actually still uh, works on the left hand side oh wow yeah. from the pirate cat days oh don't cool. want to jinx it but i brought yeah. awesome i've been jinxing things so. all right so this cd is seven song sort of mini album ep ish it, it totally like does. My old workplace. Oh, really? Everything. It's like a newer. I mean, it's a couple years old now, but oh. everything's like glass. But it's not. Mm-hmm. Just look at the back. <laughs> I mean, the front. It's not. Um, so there's a song on there called "Not Today," and that's sort of like our single for that release that we're pushing. And we have that song up on the Bandcamp page. Um, it's a little more electronicy for what you've heard from me in the past. Okay. So, um, but we've gotten a lot of great feedback on it. Um, like online and just you know in person like we've played it at a few shows mm-hmm. uh folks up in portland loved it yes. so yeah so, so it, you just kind of get a gauge from like you know um feedback you hear and i think folks kind of dig that one so we're like yeah that sounds like we could rock that as a single for that one mm-hmm. nice 
question for you when you're recording is it normally in a full functioning studio or do you do it in the privacy of your own home um so most of the things that i've released in the past were done in a studio like a proper studio gotcha um i've only kind of lately gotten into the home recording thing uh-huh um, and I realized how convenient and, and cost saving that is. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's so accessible and convenient that, yeah, I, I'm like, okay, I better get on this bandwagon. So, mm-hmm. um, like that song that was just playing, mm-hmm. um, that was recorded at Rob's place. So Rob has a, a studio in his house. Nice. Yeah. Fortunately, he's got that space. I'm like luxury, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah. And we tracked that there. So, um, and everything off of that CD that I just gave you is mm-hmm. like, everything was recorded at, at Rob's uh, studio. And so. what's your songwriting process like normally? Is it lyrics first? Is it like a riff or a melody mm-hmm. first? Um, it's definitely um, not lyrics first. Um, I feel like if I did write a song that mm-hmm. way, it would be really folky. I'd be like, you know, Bob Dylan. <laughs> Bust out your guitar. Yeah, I'd be like, let me tell you a story. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, so the songs, my general sort of approach to songwriting is, um, and, you know, I'm by nature more of a guitarist than anything. Mm. I, I think I'm a better guitarist than singer. Um, but uh, I tend to, it's probably the riff, really, that kind of starts it. Um, I prefer to write collaboratively although you know obviously some songs i've just kind of uh, conceived in entirety mm-hmm. so you know i'll come up with a, a drum beat that i really like or a bass line i really like and then sort of stem it off of there mm-hmm. but my preference in songwriting is is to go with the collaborative approach where you know i've got the drummer in the room the bass player in the room and you know we're sort of riffing off of something and just sort of playing off of each other because that sort of energy at that moment is that live energy is is really um there's an essence there that i like to capture yeah and definitely. a lot of times that's really uh, that translates to the final song when we're done it's mm-hmm. like okay this is feeling like that moment we felt when we were jamming so yeah it's interesting i was listening yeah. i've been listening to a lot of queen's you know, music recently, mm. and I was listening to some of their like stuff from the '80s and how like like uh, produced it was. Oh, yeah. And I mean, they're still great songs, but yeah. then when you hear heard it live, you know, like yeah. the Live Aid concert, you're like, wow, that was so much more powerful and uh-huh. so much more organic compared to like yeah. the recording. But yeah. I get that back then it was like you know all the technology and like let's get our hands yeah. on it and use it you know mm-hmm. to yeah. save the world. Yeah, <laughs> it was a huge feat back then too because um, you know for the level of production that they that they you know put out mm-hmm. um, with the equipment that they used was really amazing. Yeah. It's sort of like you know the technology a, wasn't there for right, yeah. right. It's like hammer and chiseling that pyramid together. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Um, yeah, and, and Queen definitely, you know, have that sort of high level of production. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually have a funny story. Off of, <laughs> sorry. I, I, no, you're fine. I like it. Queen topic. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, I did do a one-off project with um, a singer in the UK a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't mention this because we... I. You know, I live here, she lives there, and yeah. we didn't really, we couldn't do a whole lot, so we're sort of limited ge- geographically. Um, but do you remember a band from the 80s called the Poppin' Jays? Mm. And 
If Maybe. Not, yeah, I'll, not I'll give too it a little, familiar. Yeah, so I'll give it a little context. Yeah. In the late 80s, early 90s, there was sort of a big indie scene of like girl pop, girl fronted pop oh. indie bands. Mm-hmm. So like the Primitives. Yeah, I remember uh, that. There's a band called the Darling Buds. Um, Lush came out. Lush, yeah. Um, so they were sort of at the tail end of that. But a lot of these like sort of girl fronted indie pop bands were, were coming out in the late 80s, early 90s. Nice. Um, like, Are there raincoats? There's like, that was more post-punk, right? Okay. Like early 80s. Like the maybe. raincoats, oh, the yeah. modettes. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of definitely s- the early 80s. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Like maybe a little before that, the Go-Go's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were a punk band. <laughs> yeah. So, Originally. And then, um, oh, yeah. Like like the Sugar Cubes with Bjork, right? Yeah. Like um, that was sort of in that same appeal. So oh, okay. That record label called um, One Little Indian that signed uh, Sugar Cubes and Bjork actually signed the Pop and Jays. Okay. And they were going for this girl-fronted indie pop stuff. Right. So they did pretty well in the UK. They had some limited success here in the US. I mean, I only know them because they were on MTV once upon a time. Maybe if I saw the video, I would remember. Yeah, yeah. They were part of that like Britpop wave, but it was like the girl-fronted Covers, you know what I mean? Like, so, give them three minutes. Yeah. Yeah, give yeah, everybody yeah. else like twenty-four yeah. hours. Yeah. That so, kind of thing. yeah, they did pretty well, but they Good didn't. They didn't break it in America. They never made it here. That's a bummer. Um, but I always really liked them. And uh, one day, I uh, was on a trip in in the UK in London, and um, happened to find out that they were playing a reunion show. Oh, so nice. I went. And it was a pretty big theater. It was like maybe like the size of the Warfield. Okay, okay. Yeah. So it was like a festival. So, like the wedding pr- present played. Um, Carter the Unstoppable Sex Machine played. <laughs> There's like all these like sort of bands that were from that early '90s period. It's a very specific time, but it was an explosion of bands, right? Yeah. So they all did this sort of like reunion thing, um, and I got to meet the Pop and Jays. And the singer and I got to chatting a bit more. Mm-hmm. And she wasn't really doing anything except that reunion show. Right. And um, we just got into talking about maybe making music together. Very cool. So, um, you know, I came back here. I, I had a bunch of songs that I was going to actually, like, write for astral songs that I was going to sing on. But I hadn't written the lyrics yet because, you know, like, as, as I mentioned, my musical writing style, I tend to write the music first and then write lyrics around it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I sent her some demos that didn't have vocals. And she like instantly took to them and um, dropped vocals on it and recorded it in the UK and sent it back to me. And I was like, wow, that's, that's pretty good. So, um, (laughs) so I went back there Mm -hmm. and we formalized some more recordings. So we recorded a bunch of demos, like probably like 10 demos while I was out there and did like a slew of shows in in the UK. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. When was this? This was like about two years ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. Huh. I was there last year. Do you still have those recordings? I do. We we actually did release a seven-inch single in the UK. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be curious to hear it. Yeah. Pop and Jays. Okay, I'm going to... Yeah. I can... We can pull it up on... On on the phone. Yeah. Oh, that's true. On like YouTube or something. Yeah. So, um... We our our band name was Moth to the Flame. Oh, okay, Moth to the Flame. And, We're both like you, you should look at. And the the, the single was called. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Funny. So Snow Train. Wow, where, is that Spotify or? Yeah, you have two okay. songs. yeah, there you go. That's it. That was our oh, our says, little single. Does that mean less or more than a thousand? Yeah, less than a thousand. Oh, I guess less okay. than. Less we'll than just a have thousand, to add guys. to it. I need to get the. 
Oh, yeah, you have the new fancy yeah. iPhone. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so remind us of your show coming up. Yeah, so the show is this coming Wednesday, mm-hmm. uh, the 21st, at the Milk Bar. Mm-hmm. We are playing, uh, it's a three-band bill. Okay. Uh, Redwood Sound is on the bill. Uh, a band called Dirty Dirt Parade. Okay. I think it's Dirt Parade. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, we we know Redwood Sound, and yeah. uh, they're actually the ones who uh, who set up the show. So, oh, nice. Um, yeah, super thankful. They're awesome guys. And it's um, right before Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Something it's to like do. you want to do something like before yeah. you head out with the the fam and do turkey do the eating um, yeah do <laughs> before the eating begins yeah <laughs> um yeah so that's that show's coming up uh we're on at first at nine o'clock and i think uh dirt parade is possibly second and then redwood sound is playing third so mm-hmm. this wednesday milk bar yep Woo-hoo. love it on hate street on hate so we're gonna listen to snow train snow train and i, I have a story about this after this oh cool <laughs> awesome all right
I recommend seeing them. Really I mean, good. obviously it doesn't have it still has magic, like they still have that okay, spark, good. but yeah. it's obviously like not the same. Yeah, like, without him. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> he was the personality. <laughs> he was the balls behind the yeah. <laughs> the magic. Yeah. Tell us a story. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that was <laughs> that's a story. <laughs> that's right. So that was Snow Train uh, and our band name. So this is with Wendy Robinson from the Pop and Jays. Wendy Robinson. And um, the band uh, we recorded under was called Moth to the Flame, and apparently it's on Spotify, and I'm sure it's <laughs> like on YouTube and Bandcamp. I, there's, I think there's a Bandcamp page. Um, so Listen story, to it a million times. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so the reason why it's called Snow Train, which is kind of like, you know, where, where did that come from? Mm-hmm. Um, I did this. So I, I think I mentioned earlier that I was doing some solo shows under the moniker of Venus Beltran. Yes. Um, that winter, a couple of years ago, um, when I first started talking to Wendy, I had already planned um, uh, a show. I had this show out in Denver. Mm-hmm. And I decided to take the train back from Denver to San Francisco. Good for you. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> how many regrets were there? Yeah, and it was like a. Um, <laughs> have you guys ever done like no. a super long train ride? It's pretty cool. Oh, it's, is it? Yeah, it's not like it's not like you're on Bart for like 36 hours. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's that would be a nightmare, right? It's nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's an Amtrak train, so it's Amtrak. the one that has a sleeper car. Oh, nice. So I have a private room. Well, room, oh, and I say yeah. that with parentheses, yeah. right, or quotes. Um, it's it's like a sliver of a room, but it's privacy, right? You yeah. get your own bed, you get your own little closet. Um, That's like my apartment, and right? And it's now. just a big window <laughs> where you can just see out the window. Nice. But I was going through, and this was in uh, January, so it was in the middle of winter. Oh wow! And I went through the Rockies oh, and the Sierras. That's totally snow covered. Through all these like mountains and stuff, and the train doesn't run any near anywhere near like um, freeways or like big cities or populations. So you get to see all that cool like nature stuff. Yeah, it was a totally awesome nature ride, actually. Sounds cool. Yeah, I I thought it was gonna be cool, and then I did it, and I was like, this is really cool. Yeah. So (laughs) how much did it cost you? It definitely cost more than the flight there. Oh really? I I paid sixty bucks for a one way flight to Denver. I know. Like. But yeah. they're flying to Vegas. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't through Southwest. Oh. <laughs> you never then, know. Whoa, yeah. that's really cheap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Check that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but it was actually on that train ride that I came up with that music track. Oh, that nice. guitar line for, for that song. Oh, curious. Yeah, and when I sent, you know, I recorded that and I sent Wendy the link and I just titled it the file like snow train mm-hmm. and it stuck the whole way <laughs> um yeah so she ended up running with it and then we just kept the the song title it's snow a beautiful train. track thanks <laughs> nice and you yeah. were in denver playing a show that was like a solo show oh, nice. yeah yeah and um denver's pretty cool i don't know if you guys have been there but been. It, there's go. there's definitely a really cool sort of older part of town that's got a lot of character and and the people out there are super friendly. Like it was really? awesome. Yeah, everybody's really, really kind and. Well, nice it's Colorado. And, so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and there's good food out there, and yeah, just this it was an awesome trip. Nice. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah, it's not too far. Let's take a train ride. 
Let's yeah. do it. Let's take our show on a train. <laughs> take the show on the road. Yeah. <laughs> we're doing a podcast. Yeah. Then it's yeah. like we're not really doing a radio show anymore. No, yeah. we're doing we're a pre-recording. Remote. Yeah. Oh. oh, okay. So here's how I'm going to tie this story back to Queen. Yeah, so, I was wondering. Yeah, yeah I was wondering I was like, that that's where it started. <laughs> I right? guess it's kind of. So, it's in the UK. <laughs> yeah. So this song, Snow Train, um, we had recorded it. Um, I did like a rough track here in San Francisco at home, and sent that to Wendy, and then she took it to a studio there in the UK and tracked her vocals on it. So we had all of the the rough track or the you know all of the tracks for that song over there. Um, and she is actually friends. Her friend is married to John Galen, who was one of the engineers who recorded Bohemian Rhapsody. Whoa. Yeah. And yeah. she said, hey, would your husband John be interested in, like, maybe mixing this for fun? <laughs> and, and As a hobby? <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And he said, yeah. So he actually, re- he actually did a mix for that song. Wow, so we do amazing. have a song mixed by John Galen. Oh, my who God. Who did Bohemian Rhapsody. Wow. I'll have to look amazing. Um, yeah. And we haven't released it. It's actually just, I just have it. I have it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you haven't <laughs> released it. But I, I can share it. I can, I'm open to sharing it. It didn't end up getting to be the one that we released. Oh, okay. Um, it sounded a little too much like Queen. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, no. But oh, what's I, wrong I, with that? No, but in all Cash seriousness, in, there, was, there was actually some um, elements of that mix that sounded very Queen-ish. Bushy, me and oh, okay. Yeah, like, it, like there's a certain style to his... Um, mixing yeah like there's definitely a lot of like big low end like yeah very big low end and very like high airy um uh you know higher frequency Mm -hmm. parts of the mixes yeah and i could definitely hear that come out in that mix that he gave us and i was like crazy this is very queen like but thank you yeah (laughs) (laughs) i needed that in my repertoire (laughs) nice yeah so you could always pull it out uh, yeah. Wednesday. <laughs> <Yeah>. Surprise people. <laughs> yeah. Well, where do you see um, Astral going in the future? Do you think you're going to be giving it more of your all, or do you think you'll just kind of hear it there? Yeah, good question. Um, so I still have actually like a ton of Astral songs that I haven't finalized, that they're sort of in demo state. Um, I actually have probably eight songs that I may be releasing in 2019, maybe yes. later in 2019. 2019. I know. What? What? That's in the future. Yeah. Way That's in, in the month. future. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Weeks yeah, away, exactly. folks. Weeks away. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I have these songs slated to release, and they're songs that um, I've been working on more recently that maybe didn't necessarily work out for Stellacum. So, um and they're very more astral-like because I kind of wrote them in entirety. Um, the Stellacum stuff is more of a collaboration with me and Rob, so that's kind of where the Stellacum um, repertoire, um, that direction is. Yeah. yeah. What? Did, um, how did you guys come up with that name? I have to ask because it's ah. really rare. <laughs> yeah. Well, in this day and age, it is hard to find a band name that has not been taken. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah. Um, I, I don't have a totally clear answer to that. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, there is a city in the state of Washington, a small town in the state of Washington called mm-hmm. Stellacum. Oh, okay. But the word actually has Latin roots. So, you know, mm. it's 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 something. 
It means but something. Yes. Who yes, knows what? Yes. It's, yeah. it's, I mean, the, the Latin root goes back to like stellar, stella, uh, star-like, star something. Huh. A lot of uh, star themes with your bands. Yeah. Yeah. With Astral and, and Stellacum, that is true. Yeah. yeah. It's my Very fault. Sorry. So dreamy. <laughs> and what inspired you to get into music? Oh, in the from the get go, like mm-hmm. in the in the early early dawn of my life. <laughs> Good, yeah. No, that's a great question. Um, I have just always really liked music. I know that's a really generic way, but I'll I'll I'll, I'll get to more detail about that. I've always just really liked music, and it doesn't even have to be um, like sing songy music. It's not because I heard you know, you know. I don't know, row, row, row your boat too many times. I was like, I love music. <laughs> it's not like that. It's it's Old really McDonald's. just... A, a, yeah, yeah, exactly. I hate that I'm song. going crazy. Yeah. <laughs> don't ever sing that song. No. Um, no, it's just sort of an appreciation for, for sound in general. Like, um, And I, I have pretty broad taste in music. Like, I, I really like um, some experimental music that's really atonal and not necessarily mm. musical. Mm. Um, but I enjoy sounds. Like I can really appreciate sounds that kind of evoke a feeling. Um, and I think that just sort of connection to that, that emotive connection is kind of like what's really stuck with me as far as like why I like music. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's like, you know, in, in earlier in life, I, I actually learned how to play music, like make music much later in life. But, um, I've just always been a fan. Like I've just enjoyed it and I've connected with it and on that emotive level. And, um, and then eventually I think it was just natural for me to like create my own music. So that's kind of where that comes from. Definitely. Yeah. That's interesting. I could always become famous guys, right? Oh yeah. Later in life. It's never too late. I mean, (laughs) seriously, like I don't, uh, and then you were asking me about the intention or my sort of direction for astral in the future yes. going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, I really don't have any intention to stop me making music. Good. Um, I, like I actually had this conversation with this guy on the phone earlier today who bought some like uh, recording equipment for me, like through eBay. And um, I'm supposed to meet up with him tomorrow, I think. And, and he's supposed to pick up this, this, recording thing or whatever mm. um but he's like in his 70s and wow. he's like i haven't stopped making music since you know i'd learned how to play and there's no stopping it it's like you know and and i totally understood that i'm like dude you're like way older than me and you you i see you know bands like from the 80s or, or older bands that are touring now and it's like you know what it just mm. you you're not you, you can't really just erase that or just I mean if you love music it'll always be with you mm-hmm. whether you're creating it or you're whether you're listening to something new mm-hmm. or something old like it's um it really just kind of sticks with you it's really um it just I think it just really connects with people on a very deep level so sometimes. it doesn't go away because of age you know what I mean yeah <laughs> sometimes it irritates you music <laughs> <laughs> oh my god well some songs funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah some of those songs you're like why do I have to hear like, this song never. again yeah. yeah no but I, I get what yeah. you're saying yeah and I I really have a lot of respect for older musicians and bands who um are creating new stuff that mm-hmm. you know that's not like an 80s band who's like I gotta do this song from 1981 again yeah. um but bands that are still breaking new ground and making new music that um, 
is is um relevant you know it doesn't have to sound like you know whatever's on the pop charts but it has to just be genuine yeah you know and if and that gen genuine genuineness ish <laughs> generosity genuinity <laughs> yeah it, 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 it comes through genuity right? it, it definitely yeah. comes through so you know they'll have fans from their older music catalog and fans of the newer stuff and then fans who just love that progression and change yeah. and, and have seen that that yeah. development over their careers and which is um, not easy to come by. So it's yeah. not. It's not. <laughs> and actually, like, I'm, I'm going to plug one of my favorite bands that's coming around this coming year with a new album is Dead Can Dance. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, they're, they're, I've always thought they're an amazing band, like, a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And every time they come out with a new album, I want to hear it because, you know, they're always just, nobody sounds like them. Mm-hmm. And it it's just, I really um, respect what they do and, and that their genuineness comes through. <laughs> I just, genuity. I, I don't know. Yeah. Genuinity. Genuity. <laughs> They're generate AF. Yeah. <laughs> Are you a fan of Lori Anderson? Lori Anderson's great. She was married to Lou Reed. Lou Reed, in, right. his, in his later years. Yep. Apparently she's playing a show. She's Ooh. playing more than one show. Awesome. Um, not next, not this coming week, but the week after. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to get tickets for it. At cool. least one of them. Do you know them. where? Uh, some of them are going to be at the SF Jazz Center, oh, which great. is, do you yes. know where that is? Yeah, And Ace then Valley. there's mm-hmm. another one that I think is, I forgot how it's different, but it's at Grace mm-hmm. Cathedral. Oh, awesome. Which I've never, I've been in, I toured inside very quickly, yeah. but I've never seen a performance oh, there. Oh, that would be amazing. So I was like, I might just pay money to go to that because it's that literally be like right up the hill from my where I live. Cool, cool. <laughs> so I'm like, Laurie Anderson. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I've been wanting to see her. She did like a pop-up show or she mm-hmm. was part of this festival that was happening at the chapel earlier oh, yeah. this year mm-hmm. for john zorn is that yes. his name yeah um i don't know who he is who is he john zorn <laughs> he i think it's sort of electronic experimental ish okay yeah because okay. there were a bunch of like big yeah. names and i'm like how come i've never heard of this guy mm-hmm. but it was yeah. like a bunch of shows like back to back so i was like well if she's yeah. involved then i need to yeah figure out i actually tried to get tickets to that but it was sold out like super fast yeah, wow. so that's a bummer yeah but fortunately she had has been coming around kind of frequently mm-hmm. in the past few years, so I'm glad to hear that she's coming again. Yeah, it's I'll only forty bucks. Awesome. The one at uh, Grace Cathedral. Yeah. It might have something to do with Lou, but I can't remember. Mm-hmm. I feel stupid, but there's there's a bunch of it online. You'll find it. Cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, that'll be awesome. That's something out of the ordinary. Yeah. Um, any other shows coming up next year? Um, yes. So we are playing Neck of the Woods in January. Okay. Okay. I live um, by there. Oh, do. Yeah, cool. It's a quaint little, I mean, it's yeah. it's actually pretty big for what it is. It's a yeah. pretty big venue. Yeah. Upstairs. Yeah. Yeah. Upstairs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've played the upstairs and I've played the downstairs just earlier this year, or maybe it was late late last year mm-hmm. um but yeah i finally played the downstairs area which is actually kind of cool too it's, more yeah. intimate, it's like yeah, it's more really intimate. two venues in one yeah um but yeah great space and um we'll be playing there i think oh january 20 no 19th maybe okay. i'm not sure anyways check the band camp page yeah <laughs> <laughs> we shall post it <laughs> Yeah, so, um, yeah, so Neck of the Woods in January, and then 
after that, I think we're we're open. I think we're going to try and get to L.A., though. Like, we've been wanting to play L.A. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Like the Echo or something? There's a... Oh, I have I played Echo. The Echo is kind of yeah. Like the Echo was a like stuff going on. Yeah, a lot of bands played the Echo, like yeah. Echo and like um, the Whiskey. However, yeah, I say that. yeah. Oh. I've played Silver Lake Lounge once ages ago. Oh, I've always wanted to go um, there. Is it? It's like s- Bottom of the Hill. It kind of like reminds me of Bottom of the Hill. Is it called something else now? Like it might be something. It may be. Yeah, like I it's been a while since I've been there. Last time I played L.A., I played at um, Bar Sinister. Oh, I've been there. Just like, yeah, it's like Border, Goth Club. Yeah, Bordner's. Bordner's. Yeah, yeah, in Hollywood, there. like right on Sunset. <laughs> so long ago. Yeah. I got carded there. Oh, now I remember. Uh-huh. I've been there since then. But I think the first time I went there, maybe it was mm-hmm. the first time I got carded mm-hmm. when I was 16. And the guy took oh, wow. my ID and he was like, Oh, no. <laughs> like, he gave me a chance to leave. <laughs> oh. I was like, oh, I'm going to jail. And I'm 16. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Traumatizing, right? <laughs> good times. How much y'all. did you pay for that fake ID? Oh, I can't remember. It wasn't that much. It was, I think it was less than 100. Maybe like 60. Oh, my gosh. Really? Bucks? That's still a lot for a 16 year old. Holy crap. Yeah. Oh, really? That's a lot of money for. Oh, well, you're rich then. I was working. <laughs> oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So I was okay. really like pumped about it. I only <laughs> used it like a couple times. Okay. Son of a you got, bitch. You got some yeah. value out of it. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Props to the guys who made it for me. <laughs> They're still around. Still on the Over business. on the street, people. Downtown. <laughs> you probably You're see like, it. What are you in for? I made fake IDs and sold them for 60 bucks. Oh, my God. Imagine they're still doing it. Good for yeah. They're still in business. They need the money. Yeah. If anyone needs the money, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> you got to yeah. give it to people who need it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Should yeah. we, um, should oh, we yeah. play one more song? Sure. Um, let's see. Uh, should we play something off of Stellicum or... We could play more Moth to the Flame or, you know what, maybe a new Astral song. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, let me bust open this CD. Good so, old CD. Um, yep. I have a whole bunch of them that I, for- so, I realized I forgot to bring. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, uh, let's go with track five, Check. Zebra. How do you say track? Is this a different zebra? Yes, actually, it is a different zebra. I, I originally wrote that and recorded it under Astral, and uh, we started use playing that song in the Stellacum sets mm. and got really a good, really good response. We actually do it differently for Stellacum. Um, it's got like more electronic, it's sort of like an electronic version. Um, this one on the Astral CD is actually just me recorded, recording it the whole way. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's basically all me, but it was originally written, um, before the Stellacum version was recorded. Gotcha.
Oh, that was a song that put me like in a good state of mind, like good vibes. Like I would meditate to that song. I've actually been meditating Cool. the past nice. couple of weeks. And that would awesome. be like a song that I would do the chakras or whatever. Nice. <laughs> Is that what you were thinking when you wrote that song? <laughs> um, no. Yeah, make a, uh, an actually, album what? for yoga. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm just, I should I'm just letting you know no, you have yeah. a whole market out there. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Music Peter. for meditation. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> um, uh, some of the songs that um, I've been going to this class. I missed the last few classes, but they have like a certain set of songs that they want you to listen to in a certain succession. Mm-hmm. But like a mixtape. F- like a mixtape, <laughs> exactly. Like you got to do it this way. This band's so awesome. But yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like if you find the right kind of music, it doesn't really mm-hmm. matter. Like as long as it helps you get in that you know zen, clear. <sighs> Mm-hmm. frame of mind but it's hard totally. to do it i don't know if you guys have done it but it's hard to do it like first thing in the morning i'm not yeah. a morning person no, i am not a morning person i am like, when i'm awake i'm still asleep yeah. <laughs> right you're still sleeping right now exactly <laughs> what's this crazy elevator ah, yes. so um, it looks like, um yeah. It kind of looks like the one at the Empire State Building. This is the artwork, by the way, in the album for Nikola Tesla's Missing Weapon. Yeah. So interesting. <laughs> Very interesting, considering what's happening. But yeah. So that, that photo in the back for the um, that elevator switchboard is actually from uh, one of the buildings downtown. Oh, okay. Um, oh, neat. Yeah. And I unfortunately, I can't remember which one. <laughs> but it, it's in it just, I think the building was probably from the 30s, and it oh, has neat. multiple switchboards. So oh, cool. That's why certain elevators go to certain levels, and you have to switch over to a different level, and it takes you to another level. Oh, neat! Yeah, I like that. And is that the elevator? Uh, no, that's actually a um, like a pipe organ on the front. Oh, yeah. Um, I love yeah. anything. Thanks. Downtown too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'll have it's to find, find it. <laughs> You'll find you got me. A scavenger hunt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, it's yeah. been lovely to have you. It's been lovely being here. Find out yeah. more about what you've been up to. Um, yeah. I'll try and make it to the show next week, but yeah. maybe if not, maybe I'll m- try the mm-hmm. the other one, Neck of the Woods. Neck it's the been woods. a while. Yeah, reach out Since to me for there. you know comp tickets. You know, okay. you guys are totally welcome on the guest list. Yay. Thank you so much. Well, it sounds like you've been busy at least the past few years, so that's yeah. good. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I just you know music. It's just I don't know. It's always going to be with me, so yes. there will always be more to come. I think us, too. We've had some some weird, you know, like, phrase here and there where I'm like, should we still do a show? Like, <laughs> nobody cares. <laughs> nobody wants to talk to us anymore. No, no, We've no. run out of But band. then yeah. Yeah. other things, like, you know, yeah. just certain parts of the year, like summer yeah. just isn't busy anymore, but mm-hmm. fall and, you know, winter is. So yeah. that's when things There's start There's some season, seasonalness yeah. to it. Yeah. So. And it used to be reverse um, before, but wasn't it? Yeah, wasn't it like all the bands were touring like spring summer, and summer? Yeah, and one time we did like three interviews in one show. Remember? Oh god! Oh wow! <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> we couldn't concentrate. Yeah, oh, and it was like yeah. we could barely yeah. fit it in. And then that's when we had a show. Bef- I think before and after us. Yeah. So it was really like complicated, and I was like, God mm. damn it! There's too much going on. So it's either like too much happening or like 
Dead yeah. Silence. Yeah. I think that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So what you've got um, Fake Your Own Death coming at yes. some point. Yeah. Terry's yes, a great Terry. guy. He and I go way back. Um, back when he was in Elephone and uh, Elephone and Astral used to do a lot of shows together. So oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So we go we go way back. I'll He's ask him uh, what he thinks of you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tune we'll in. See, see what he's at. Terry. Better say good things. Um, but yeah, I'm. I think it's my first time interviewing them, or maybe oh, not. Okay. No, I don't know. We'll find out. Mm-hmm. We somehow we know each other, so yeah. mm-hmm. that's a good thing. We're connected. Yes, we're intertwined yeah. through the interwebs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks again for yeah. coming, and you're playing Wednesday, yep. uh, November 21st at the Milk Bar in San Francisco, yep. 9 p.m. sharp. 9 p.m. sharp. All Milk right. Bar. Stay tuned for more Mutiny Radio. You get right up and sit back down A revolution has once been round You get back up and sit right down A revolution has once been All for one Yeah.
Nick, are you still with me? Yep. Awesome. So, tell me a little bit about what you've been up to recently. Uh, recently, um, well, we finished the album, which was a big milestone, and, uh, we've just been, uh, are you talking about very recently? <laughs> yes. How are we talking about? Um, I would say the, the, the last three to six months, how's that? <laughs> okay, so, yeah, we've just been kind of preparing for the, uh, release or birth of this album, uh, you know, it's funny, you don't realize it when you're going into it, or I don't think a lot of people who listen to music realize how there's this very weird period of limbo that you have to go through when you finish an album before people can hear it. It's not mm-hmm. like the instant gratification you have at a live show. Right. It can be, it can be quite, uh, quite traumatic. <laughs> <laughs> That can be a good thing and a bad thing, right? <laughs> yeah, you just have too much time to think about it, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, which is never a good thing. And, um, <laughs> uh, but so that's what we put up to and trying to learn the best versions of these things that we can play live, which is also sometimes a challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, really just having fun. We just, we just started playing live again with the new mm-hmm. songs mm-hmm. the past few weeks and, uh, so we're we're having we're having a lot of fun right now. Nice. Fun is also good. Yes, which is yeah. Also can be very rare sometimes. <laughs> I bet you're gonna have loads of fun when you come to the Bay Area. Looks like you're playing here on September twenty fourth at the Great American Music Hall. I know. How how lucky are we? It's a great uh, venue. Uh, yeah. Um yeah, I remember back in the late 90s when we got a, or early, I guess it was early 2000s when we got a, an opening act there, I think, uh, and we were over the moon. Place, place, we, we, uh, kind of cut our teeth playing coffee shops and parties in San Francisco. So, uh, nice. this is a big step up for us. Absolutely. And what would you say was your favorite venue that you've played in San Francisco? Um, well, I mean, this is a little bit of, uh, I feel, I feel terrible saying this thing that we're playing at the Great American Music Hall. But <laughs> there is, uh, um, there's kind of nothing like playing, standing on stage at the Fillmore. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did have the pleasure of doing that. And it's, and it's not just and not just because of all the history and everything. It's just something about the room. And it actually, I guess, maybe the sound of it, or maybe it is all the ghosts. Um, but it actually it just makes you sing better. Right. And it's still yeah. very, it's still a very intimate venue, right? It is, yes. And I thought, yeah, I mean, it's uh, a big wave of, of love just wash over you, and I guess maybe that's what makes you perform better. That's probably why people love going there and seeing so many shows. So for people to find out more about you online, is your official site the best way to go? Um, that's not bad because we actually have 
we've been uh, kind of diligent about keeping up with it with, with four dates and you can get tickets there and you can get um, you know memorabilia there that you can't find anywhere else um, mm-hmm. and, um, and of course we're, we we actually um, interact with people on you know on the normal social media uh, pages right we were we were a little bit sleepy for a couple of years here, but now we're back and we're engaged. Nice. If you want to get in touch? If you, yeah, people want to get in touch with us. Um, please fire away. We, we love we love engaging. <laughs> there's there's a lot to be said, right? Having that contact with your fans. I mean, you kind of have that during shows, right? That it's different when you know somebody reaches out to you or asks you a question. But it, you know, it gives you perspective and it gives you the chance to really get to know your audience, right? Yeah, it's really special. And it's the uh, astounding thing to me is just uh, being able to talk to people all over the world. It's mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. And it's so fun in using that whole phone crisis that have even heard our song. <laughs> yeah, many people um, seem to be fans of you guys, which is a good thing. Who, where would you say you're most surprised to have an audience? Uh, um, well, I guess being um, going back to what we were just talking about. Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I can't remember. I think we were we might have been streaming a live performance something and we got a couple of comments from China uh-huh. <laughs> and that was that was one place I I I didn't you know I wasn't even mm-hmm. sure people got to listen to music in China at one right. point but mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I'm happy report I'm happy report that there is some internet available there and people are uh, people are listening to music nice because they're, they're um, you know, finding ways despite you know, certain things that we hear about. Yeah. And uh, music is always going to prevail. Yeah, I think it's, and yeah, music and art finds a way, and I, I find that so encouraging. And and I'm hoping you know this next generation will just blow all those those doors wide open. Absolutely. <laughs> Who would you say inspired you to become a musician? Um, I would have to say, uh, um, well, I was lucky enough to have a musical family, and uh, I'd say my grandfather was kind of the patriarch of the of the tribe. Was a uh, and a quite an accomplished musician, had his own band. And I, I always looked up to him. So I, I felt like I was born into it for sure, um, but um, so I was always drawn to it. Uh, but um, I will say the uh, thing that really little fire under me was uh, as a little kid was um, was soundtrack music. Mm-hmm. Like I think the um, uh, I had this distinct memory of seeing Lawrence Arabia for the first time and. 
and uh, and wanting and wanting to play that theme on piano after I heard it. I, I had really really little off time, and I think it had a definitely had a life changing effect on me. That's amazing. Yeah, it's interesting how certain things stick with you that way. I feel the same way about certain things. Like you don't actively think about it, but then you hear it again, like years later, and you're like, oh yeah. That's why I'm yeah. so passionate. <laughs> exactly that, and that particular one takes me right back, right back mm-hmm. to that. And like sitting on my parents' floor watching that movie. Mm-hmm. Speaking of soundtracks, you happen to work on a film called Little Miss Sunshine, mm-hmm. and that was a big deal for you, it sounds like. <laughs> it was was a big deal. Um, uh, is there a question there? Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> I was alluding to what was that experience like, being involved with that um, project? Yeah, it was, uh, it was one of those life-changing experiences that you don't really seem to be coming. Uh, we we uh, released our an album and it didn't really uh, you know it didn't really get that much attention we, we, we released it on our own and we were traveling around the van filling it in the back of clubs after we played and uh, but somehow uh, the directors of Little Sunshine heard us on 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 public radio mm-hmm. and the chance to get in touch with us and um and through uh, lots of hard work and much experimentation, we got the film done. And no one, again, with the film, no one was really sure it was going to go anywhere, but it ended up really resonating with people. Um, mm-hmm. And and so did the music. And uh, the other other great thing about it is it was kind of a hit all over the world. Internationally, that kind of speaks to what a common uh, sort of language the film spoke. Uh, that didn't matter what language it was in, everybody understood uh, what the journey was about, and mm-hmm. and we got to ride along, and uh, and suddenly uh, people started to notice our music because of that film. So that's probably one of the reasons why I'm talking to you today. Woohoo! Things to be grateful for. <laughs> yeah. How would you say the sound on the new album compares to some of your previous work? What makes it, you know, what makes it stand out or different? Well, um, well, I think um, as as you might have guessed, I spent a little more time on it. Uh, been a little while. Um, we were able. I, I think it's just. I hope it's a little more refined than albums in the past. Each album, I feel like we have. I hope that an artist that you're developing a little bit with each release and sort of expanding on the sparks that you lit on the last album. I definitely felt that way, but it sort of. I, I think it went in a new direction, and I, I feel like um, it's 
it's a little more refined and hopefully a little simpler than maybe past after mm-hmm. songs. Mm-hmm. Um, although the um, you know the productions and the arrangements are kind of complicated or intricate, um, the ideas are very basic. Right. Awesome. Well, everyone should come to the show at the Great American Music Hall. We're really looking forward to it. Wow, man. We cannot wait to get back to San Francisco. One of my favorite <laughs> towns in the whole world. I know everybody <laughs> says that, but it's pretty easy to say about San Francisco. Yeah. It's a, it's a historic venue and a historical city. Yeah. And, yeah. We always awesome. bring our best. <laughs> Great American Music Hall, so hope to see you all there. Absolutely. Well, thanks so much for your time, and I hope you have a great long weekend. Oh, thank you so much. Nice talking to you. All right. Have a good one. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. Some somewhere live on the air. Okay. You know, live music's always the best music. I feel a little more stable in my time. Yeah, I might. Right, yeah. Cool. And now, Kelly Gordon. I'm just kidding. Why don't you sing? I don't know. I'll sing. You just you just go ahead. Go ahead. You do something. We're going to have Albert on the uh, accordion. We're going to have Barb hey, on hey, the hey, drums. Hey. She's just going to hit hey. things. She, she can just like... Uh, Hey, play favorite. drums hey, on hey, anything. Hey, hey, hey. So check hey, it out. Hey, we got these up. Hey, hey, these hey, si- hey. Okay, go ahead. I'm waiting. We're still waiting. Just play that fucking thing, dude. You take it to the give. Give me that. Give me that goddamn guitar. Give me that guitar. No, you don't want to play it. <laughs> oh, I right. should have. I should have just wailed this. All right, what, what song? Let's do a cover or something. Yeah. Let's do a cover. Hey, pig. Yeah, you. Hey, pig, 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 piggy, pig, pig. Hey, 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 okay. Hey, 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 hey. Okay. Back right. and broken bones. You want to check the other one? No, here all, right, all alone. Little piggy gonna find something new. Gonna stop me now. I don't care anymore. Nothing gonna stop me now. Nothing gonna stop me now. I don't care anymore. Nothing gonna stop me now.